0: G'day guys, welcome back to Beers and Break Evans, our final episode for 2023, brought to you by Blue Wealth Property, our long time supporters, two years now running and hopefully into a third next year. We love Tony Mortz and the team over there. They've got some big events still to come over the next couple of weeks and into the off season as well. We've got the 26th of September, not too far away, the Gen Z education, a very, very interesting one there. Sydney Olympic Park, 6.30pm to 8.30pm. 30. Wealth Through Property on the 28th of September. That one is at Sydney Olympic Park. Or you can join via the webinar. Webinar. Oh, never get to hear in that
1: one. How order, good.
0: Man. Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> um, and then we have got the Wealth Through Property. Now, this is into October. So after the grand final week, so you can sort out a hangover there and head into Melbourne at South Bank, 6.30pm to 8.30pm. Imagine if the Melbourne Storm take home the Prem. Actually, it's the 9th of October, so it's going to be a Cam Munster-style bender. But imagine if they take home the Prem
1: into a Blue wealth Yeah, we might have to do a live show from South Bank. <sighs> Don't
0: tell <tempt Help> me. <laughs> uh, Blue Wealth Property, once again, Wealth Through Property live in Adelaide. That's coming 6.30 PM to 6.30pm to 8.30pm. And then the last one, October 24 on the Gold Coast in City up there from Mermaid Beach, 6.30pm to 8.30pm. Uh, Timmy, we've been very lucky to have Blue Wealth Property come on board. They have been... Uh, Fantastic partners for us and uh, obviously business fantastic, but just the people in the office there. I love them
1: Yeah, two years on the trot supporting beers and breakavers mate So very grateful to Tony and his team there and as I said, just just good people um, to, to be able to get them on the show and have you honest and we've been out to the office a few times sitting there talking to Mort's about the Mort of history and, and the doggies and even Mort's coming through the grades mm. as a handy footballer and all the all the stories he's got at the doggies there Listen to Tony dribble on about why his team went no good in Supercoach year in year out. It's been a ball, mate. So, uh, as I said, we, we're so lucky and a very fortunate, Guru, to, to spend time talking about footy and talking about Supercoach each week, and uh, without a team like Tony and Blue Wealth, we wouldn't be able to do it, so. Yeah, for sure,
0: very good people out there and we, uh, we'd we be lost without them. So shout out to Blue Wealth Property. And guys, if you are over the off season, whatever it might be, if you're looking uh, to have a look into all this sort of stuff we've been talking about for 30 odd weeks, please reach out to myself or Timmy. We can send you in the right direction with a link there, or it'll be in the description here and whatnot. Also, guys, shout out to Kempe. Uh He's obviously done huge overs for myself and Timmy over the last couple of years, uh, and obviously letting his house be and break evens here. So uh, without everything Kempi provides to us without asking for anything back ever. Except for he did ask us to go to the country and get pissed for four weekends in a row, which uh, yeah, you know, so you he kind <laughs> of you got to do tough carries sometimes, <laughs> dude. yeah.
1: After going to the pub on Friday night and watching the footy and doing a little live show and talking about footy, it's I think it's the least Kempy could have done. Yeah,
0: exactly right. But uh, shout out to uh, Kempy Father of the Year. Uh, we always appreciate everything he does for us. Uh, now. We have obviously got our roastings the last few weeks. Timmy was under fire week one, I was under fire week two, and uh, in the hot seat this week. (coughs) Is he our adopted son?
1: Well, Maddie's our adopted son, but Mm. maybe Riser could be our adopted son that we actually like. Is Riser like the other Bart
0: Simpson that we keep in the attic? (laughs) Or is Maddie the one that escaped? Actually Maddie's definitely the one that we keep in the attic, isn't he? Yeah.
1: I like that though. That's good, little. That's good
0: from you. I like it. Let's bring him in, Riser of Supercoach three six five fame and. Very famous recently in the Punners and Dribblers page.
1: Yeah, yeah, been king. having a go.
0: Been having a go. Thanks
2: uh, for having me on again, boys. Been fun the last couple of weeks. Mm. Uh, Punners and Dribblers. Yeah, look, uh, tell you how it all came about. I was just at home. I actually, had uh, a third bout of COVID. So mm. between sitting around watching you blokes dribble on YouTube and uh, Kempy and the Hello Sport, boys, I thought why not have a go at um, providing a bit of light entertainment Dribblers Day. It's, uh, yeah. it's been good. Any, yeah. uh,
1: any nerves after that first post as you hit go? I was rattled, but um, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Because
2: it's it's such a uh, I wouldn't say it's a harsh audience, but geez, if you if you fall flat, um, they let you know. Yeah,
1: in no like, uncertain terms. It's like Guru and I we, when we post late mail saying this bloke's out, waiting for that 24-hour team cut-off <laughs> and the final team cut-off. You, you sit there going, putting out that player. You're a cert, You could have heard it from the player's mouth, but. The grief you go through of waiting for that team is to see their name actually. It's not worth it. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's not worth it. It's not. And, mate, obviously, uh, in the green room before, we heard you calling Scotty Bellotti a cat. So, do you stand by those comments? <laughs> all false claims. Anything that, um, to that regard is all false claims. I've got a recording. So. Yeah, I've got to record too. You fucking coward, aren't it? Um, <laughs> shout out to Scotty, mate. We love your work as well. He's obviously come in here in the studio before. You ran into him a few I weeks ago, didn't him. you? Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, ran into at the pub Saturday night about three weeks ago. So. Yeah, but I, he'd been in for a bloke nosebleed show one. So many matnards that I've seen this bloke before. It's the the King dribbler.
0: Yeah, and even when he came in for the nosebleeds, I saw him at one point with his phone out. He was actually taking a photo of me, making a meme of me in that moment. Yeah. That was going nuts in punners and dribblers.
1: He's bloody good at what he does. Yeah, you got some work to do, Riser. Yeah, nice commitment. Yeah.
0: I know. Just sticking to my lane for now,
2: I'm doing what I do well. Uh, but I do need a branch out. I know um, diversity is key. <laughs> it's yeah. uh,
0: it's got a bit of like a Joey Freddie early two thousands feel. We need a Queensland dribbler, dribbler to be locky. Yeah.
2: You know what scared me when you did the uh, the side by side Joey and Cleary, mm. and you, I think you said. Um, Ryan could be anything and it was at that moment I'm like okay hold on i got to yeah. live up to the likes of Jermaine Hopgood and Isaac Tungle and all these other names so look just
0: keeping it quiet for now doing my best yeah just go about your work I love that about Riser and mate obviously Supercoach365 we've plugged you all year but mate some of the best content in the Supercoach game.
2: Yeah, look, it's obviously hard to, co- to compete with you guys, but um, yeah, we're doing our best. We've had a good couple of years. I think um, we're a
0: family now, Riser.
2: Oh, well, that's good. I, even though if you do, keep me in the attic. Um, <laughs> 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 Did we decide that? Um, look, yeah, we've had Bucking a good couple of years. Fucking fish heads every week. Attics <laughs> better up. than basement yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, at least you get a bit of sun up there. A bit, a bit <laughs> of warmth, a bit of heat. Uh, yeah, we had a good couple of years and lucky enough um, to have had a
0: decent enough year on the Supercoach front uh, this time around, but I'm sure we'll get into that now. Yeah, and I've, uh, before we get into your team, I've got a bone to pick with you. Go on. I, uh, I finished 1,550, which, of course, when you're going up against 157,000 people, that puts me in the top 1%. And then uh, you sitting in, what are you, 2,000 and something? Firstly, the bone <laughs> to pick should not be with me. No, it's to Direct all you.
2: inquiries, all feedback, all complaints to Tom Sangster. 2,144th
0: uh, season rank, but in black and white, top 1%. So. Yeah, and look, my bone to pick might be with Sangsta, but I just think the fact that you even still claim to be top 1% disgusted me. Like and white, what? It's rank.
1: Jeez, like I wish mine glitched and told me I was <laughs> top 1% because I'd be but, riding it as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was the goal. I always said I wanted to finish, if not top 1,000, top 1%. I know it's just, you know, a bit of laugh. Um, yeah. And, you know, it doesn't really mean a, a whole heap, but it does make the time and effort that we all put into this somewhat worth it when you can
0: sit back into the year and you can say, oh, we didn't have too bad of a year, so... Boys, I'm a little bit sick of this cowards chat about rank doesn't matter. I'm sick of it. I, I mean, am. Abs- sh- I've had a gut full of it.
2: Let me say, it It doesn't... It's not everything. It matters. It's not everything. I,
0: I think it think determines you your self-worth.
1: Or, I think you're only as good as your best year in Supercoach, as far as I'm concerned. so. I think if you're not first, you're last, personally.
0: Ricky Bobby. I like that. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's very good. Second. No, no one remembers who comes second. <laughs>
0: Except one year. Except
1: one person who comes second. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, should he we go? Came second.
0: <laughs> should we go to his round one team, where it all started? Start from the top, mate. Okay, so his hookers to start the season were Harry Grant, which we both would have been fine with. The other one, we were not keen on this guy the entire off season. And to everyone that told me that Rhys Robson was going to score ten tries again this year, suck it, uh, Rhys Robson. Talk to us about this decision.
2: Look, it wasn't all bad. I know. The reason why I did it was because I was pretty certain that hooker wasn't going to be the high ceiling play this year. And you might think, well, that's stupid. Why did you buy two guys that cost upwards of 600k? I did it purely because their buys overlapped so nicely, those two. I was always going to have a a quote-unquote premium hooker for the first 15 or 16 weeks. So when Harry was on the buy in origin, uh, or in origin, I should say, Robbo was playing. Um, little did I know that Robert was actually going to get picked in the Origin setup.
1: Come game two, I think it was. Yeah. So, but that was my thinking there. So, mate, you like Guru showed no ticker, and despite talking all preseason about his doubts around Cheese Brandon Smith as a, a round one starter, Buddy picked him anyway because mm. he's a gutted dog. <laughs> but you BYO didn't, ticker you, you <laughs> didn't get you, the memo. You didn't start with Cheese, which, mate, huge play.
2: Yeah, and. Like Guru said um, last week in his own roasting, he didn't like it. I didn't like it. Um, I think everyone thinks of Brandon Smith as that try scoring running, dynamic forward of that touch-footy mm. type year 2021. We hadn't seen it at Hooker. We certainly hadn't seen it at the Sydney Roosters. I even I, My default... On that front was if cooper cronk couldn't come in and have immediate success at the roosters and, and he struggled with his footy like the spine didn't gel why was brandon smith going to succeed yeah if but like if Cronk couldn't come up and increase his supercharge from 20 to 25 then <laughs> who can't well brandon certainly didn't and then that was like rarely do i sit back and and toot my own horn and say i'm so glad i got that right but i was in that one because everyone was big on brandon
0: everyone had brandon i think
1: uh, yep. We'll do it for you, mate. A huge play.
0: Yeah, big play. I'll back that. Uh, mate, your front row forwards, your starting front row forwards were Christian Welsh and Reuben Cotter. Got a bait for both of you here, eh? Did I have Cotter? Yeah. I didn't have him long, I'll tell you that.
2: He, yeah, you wouldn't he, have had him long. He
1: came and uh,
2: went quicker than, yeah, than he
1: could have um, stuck To be fair, Reuben Cotter, game one, 63 and 67 minutes. Sweet. We're on goldmine here. Week two, 52 and 56. Keeping in mind, paid 620 for him. That was more than I thought. Yeah. Uh, week three, yes, yeah, so there were his first two weeks. Week three, he got injured and only played 46 minutes and had 43. So then he was injured and we sold him because he got injured. So. It wasn't all bad, but I think where I went wrong and, and where we all went wrong, who bought
2: him,
0: we were all expecting 80 minutes and 80, 80 points. What happened there? Yeah, I'm just... Um, kicking the old intern that uh, died under here. Um, <laughs> I also think when I think back to the preseason, I, I actually remember us sort of talking about Cotter at 6.25, not being value, yeah, but not being at a bad price for what we thought he could do because we were expecting the 80 minutes,
1: him to explode. Put it this way, he was priced on a 59 average the year before, 53 this year, as I said, with a few... There was numerous injury-impacted games early on in the season, played fewer minutes, came back through fewer minutes, east through origin... On a 53 average, starting next year, Cowboys needing to bounce back. Huge chances in my round one team.
2: I think you'll see as we go on, I really over-indexed in the Cowboys. I did the same thing 2022 with the Roosters. I I really front-loaded those first three weeks. Cotter, and and we'll get to my halves in a sec, but that's probably two areas where if I look back, I, I wouldn't be so keen
0: knowing what I know now. There is one cowboy that stands out for me on this list that I can't wait to get to. Who do on. you go for? Which footy which, which team do you go for? Well, my uh, super coach team is Fins and Tins. So
2: um, I was behind the Fins this year. So I know um, Timmy obviously hates the Dolphins. Hates we them. Hates them. Um, I was the self-proclaimed biggest Dolphins fan in New South Wales, um, albeit there's probably not many. But yes. I, I, the, the story goes, um, I was always a Cronulla Sharks fan growing up. I worked at the club when they won the comp. Yeah. Um, they say never meet your heroes, so after I leave here today, I'll, I'll probably end up liking you <laughs> as well, Guru. <laughs> um,
0: no, nah, but like... Join the queue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in it too. I think everyone knows... <laughs> no one hates me more than me.
2: <laughs> I think everyone knows um, that, that Maddie the Waterboy and I worked at New South Wales Rugby League together. Yeah. And it was sort of like, particularly then when we kept more eyes across more teams, I sort of was desensitised by having a, a team. Yeah. Anyway, so I sort of not fell out of love with the game. I loved the game, love rugby league, but in terms of that diehard rusted on support, I just... Couldn't have it. So the Dolphins, why not get behind the battlers? This is
0: very guru-esque, just quietly. Yeah. I might have found one of my own here.
1: Oh, oh, oh. I just love very rugby league. I'll
2: sit there, I'll watch eight games a week, but I'm not going to sit, you know, for so long I was bound by the result of how the Sharks went and I'd mm. turn up either to work or school or somewhere on Monday and I'd be gutted because they've just lost again. Yeah. yeah. Um, so now I do that with the Dolphins because they also lose quite often.
0: <laughs> yeah, fair shout. I like that. So you're, you're like me. You're a fan of the game. Love the game. Love Jesus the game. Jesus Christ, yeah. what am I sitting with you? Love that. Oh, sorry you, you you bulldogs fan or a raiders fan uh, today like i will watch the old 6pm titans newcastle yeah with as much intent as i would panther's storm yeah one of us I just love it how yeah, good love that um second row forwards uh jesus is a guru i thought bryce cartwright <laughs> jermaine hobgood and teague wilton uh, i think i was pretty similar you started with the cardi party i love that I'll tell you what and uh, you'll get to my reserve
2: soon, but I went all in. I had three Eels cheapy two RFs. I had throwing Matt Dury in that lot as well. Um, talk about over-indexing. But, yeah, Cardi, Jeez. Dury, and Hopgood, two of those three rese- uh, repaid my faith um, to no end. So I was pretty happy with that. Teague, I think Teague was sort of what we expected. Like, he was going to be a little bit tri-dependent. Um, I think he got a couple of injuries, a couple of head knocks at different stages as well. So... Um, I think we'll see better out of Teague next year than we did this year.
0: Yeah, I think Teague's a really, really interesting guy. I expected a lot more out of him than what we got this year, to be completely honest with you. I thought... Yeah. I think defensively there are a lot of issues there that could stand in
1: his Uh, way. Yeah. He's got such a bright future, I think, Teague, but there is no hiding away from the defensive record on that left edge from when he got injured and left that side. As I said, I I love him as a footballer. Great in attack. Work to do in defence, yep. but he's young. He's got
0: time. And to his credit, I mean, with all due respect to Matty Morland, that was inside him didn't, didn't make defend. his life any easier. So <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. also <laughs> coincided with the defensive yeah. change.
0: A lot especially. of water under that bridge. So yep. Teague Wilton will be an interesting guy. Uh, your halfbacks. <sighs> I love this. Come on, I don't know how well it worked Jeez. out for you, but I love bold and brazen stuff. Sam Walker and Jerome Hughes. Talk to me. I saw the Panthers
2: round three by, and I knew. That, like, you either buy Cleary or you don't. I'm like, I can do without Nath for two weeks. If he's going to make a heap of points or a heap of cash, I can just get him in round four. I haven't done too much damage. Um, Conversely to that, I either hit up Sammy Walker and Jerome Hughes, who I think the Storm had a decent enough start to the year. Eels,
1: Dogs, Titans round three.
2: Looked beautiful on paper. Good draw. Um, Hughesy, ball runner. He scored a try against the Dogs round two, and that was the moment I'm like, that really vindicated not having Cleary. Yep. I think I got Cleary round four. It was pretty soon. Like I, d- I sort of said a few weeks ago, Fafida, Latrell, these sort of guys are players, I, I hate watching play without owning them. Cleary definitely falls into that. Cleary
1: bucket. round five. five. Yeah. I was absolutely
2: death-riding Cleary like you wouldn't believe mm. those first two weeks. It was yeah. the worst. He had the best. He would have taken six daily end points, but he
0: got away with a 50 super 53 coach.
1: and 40. Yeah. Oh.
0: And for me, I was like, tick, 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 beautiful start. Yeah, yeah. I think that round two was against South Sydney. I remember there was a couple of times where I thought he was going to lay on big points, and I think it was Sonny Luke that night that stole a lot from him. Sonny Luke's one big game. I'm genuinely shocked. Yeah, that he had a big game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, hmm.
1: believe me, I was very excited. Zach, uh, Luke Garner that night. We were League Two of the regional tours in Wagga or somewhere. Yep. We we're at the pub. I was elbow deep in a. B- big Bucket of KFC just yeah. before that, it was great. Yeah, and we had this pre season stash about Garner, and he dropped. Remember, he made a line break, you won't remember. I do, line, I do remember. made a line it. break, yeah. Try, nothing looked to miss, one of those ones. Went up, went for a try, just as he was about to kick the goal, went upstairs, and he bobbled it over the line. I just went, oh.
0: And then, do you remember what happened just on half time? He had a blatant knock on that I Luai picked an up assist. and put in a kick for I Isaac Tonga, yeah, do. and he got a fucking try, it was a knock on. You were sitting there going together, I'm going, You're a fucking kid, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Wait till Zach Hoskin puts his uh,
1: boots on. <laughs> Little do we know of a
0: Scottish Orenson
1: waiting to fist I remember both. Of we were checking into our hotel and I was yeah, watching Yeah, you guys were late there. I watched know. it live on my phone yeah. and I saw it and I just saw a knock on. I saw you fifteen minutes later and you go, That bloody try and half time bullshit. I'm like, what try? The Hosking assist, I'm like, you have got to. Garner assist, you've got to be kidding.
0: (laughs) So, where they're arguing over Garner and poor Matty's sitting there almost in tears because the bunnies have lost.
1: Couldn't (laughs) give a fuck.
0: It's unreal. Um, Okay, let's move to halfbacks. I love that. I froth that. 5-8. Did they? I thought. I think the bunnies beat him. Anyway, I thought Penrith won ugly, but I don't know. Maybe not. Anyway, fuck Matty Buxton. Um.
2: Penrith won late because I remember Dylan Edwards came across very very late to stop. Put Bunch, a late shot ah.
1: on AJ or someone. Yeah, and it, it, it went with whisker. But, yeah. South fans handed it really right. well. That's right. The bunnies came from nowhere. Johnston, sixty-six minute, Tas, seventy-eight, and then there was that one on the buzzer. Yeah, to win it. That's right. Yeah.
2: I, I think with Nath out. as well. Those two, I think they were both Thursday night games. Yes. Mm. So not only did I get away with <clears> just fifty points, some would have v- vice captain, even captain. Yep. So big play. It Thursday really night games,
1: ain't it? No, nah. they're just a curse, aren't they?
0: yeah fuck. there's no better feeling than when you hit one though
1: yeah if you can hit a thursday night you can put your
0: feet up for the rest of the yeah. weekend how good uh five eight now you're starting five eight is who i want to talk about thomas Dearden. Mm-hmm. yeah look you can
2: laugh now but um <laughs> we will <laughs> no, <we're, laughs> you worry about that. This is, this comes back to what i was saying i was just so big on the cowboys i knew i wanted that left side and i couldn't afford did i have val i don't think i
0: had val you did have Vale, mate. I did. You had more Cowboys than fucking Jerry Jones. Sorry. You were flying.
1: More cowboys, cowboys than Tom Payton in your side, mate. And I would have
0: had Scotty Drink, except
2: for I got itchy feet that Saturday afternoon when Tommy was uh, at home to the dogs, mm. round yes. one. Yeah. I remember just seeing Brookvale, looked a picture. I'm like, Tommy goes uh. big today. So I actually traded out Tommy, sorry, out uh, um, Drinky to turbo so and then that worked you got out well.
1: one in round two yeah
2: <laughs> one point so
0: i was at 746 yeah, k kissed on the uh you know we're pretty early yeah. Well, yeah. yeah something i've sort of slept on a little bit just how high we all were on the cowboys to start and if you did go all in you've actually done pretty well to
1: yeah, continuing. get to where
0: you are or things i think continue. uh i cashed out
2: just at the right time on a lot of those guys i i I didn't stick around and wait for the good run to, to come. I was sort of like, okay, if it comes, then I can get back in, but I'm not going to sit around and waste the season because I know I did that the year before with the Roosters.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. if you persisted with him, you're in all sorts, but good call, Cashin. Great call.
0: Um, your CTWs to start, Paul Alamotti, Val Holmes, Taruva and let you an interesting one there.
1: Go on, Chief. Yeah, I, I didn't know. Was he
2: starting in the centres? I think I bought, was, in, left I, center. I bought into a bit of that hype. I thought he, he could have um, done better than he did. I know he scored a try round two against the Warriors. Sort of yep. popped up his score a little
1: yeah, bit. Ariza, I'm not going to remember a thing from this season. Yeah, round two scored this <laughs> round try. Round two, he scored a try. Um, Beat two, chip chased, <laughs> offloaded. And uh, yeah, it went upstairs. They called about No, it ended up being a try. Actually, it was, was 18 eight degrees. I though, think <laughs> he threw it back. Did he throw it back to Sammy Walker? Where he didn't throw
2: it to Teddy. Who, I think I sold Teddy... <laughs> Prior, or I didn't own Teddy. A lot of people captain Teddy round two against the Warriors, yeah. And I remember Sualee made this break. He didn't pass to Teddy. Oh,
1: that's right. I'd and captain he flings
2: Teddy. it back to who else but my other halfback, Sammy Walker. And Sammy Walker got
0: up and uh, didn't mince his words. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, you did trade. Te- you did trade James Tedesco in round Yeah, And, three. and then, and
1: then, then uh, yeah, Buzz did not miss in the telly on Monday. No, <laughs> with that one no. about Sualee overhyped, buddy. Anyway,
2: sure. so yeah, Lee, um again, probably one of those guys that I was happy to take a punt on. I um, thought he would be getting a, a decent ball or better ball than what he actually did get, but I, I think I cashed out.
0: I think, quickly. I guess you could call him a mistake, but I think he was a must-have in the preseason. season easy in hindsight. But poor Alamotti, uh, myself in particular, was very high on Brandy. Did not quite live up to it, has he? And It's interesting to see where he's
1: going to end up now. Yeah, and what? Like, I don't know if he'll beat the Dogs next year. I don't know where I'll sign mm. him. Yeah, he, he just felt he felt like he had a, a great base to him, which his base probably was all super right, coach supercoach-wise, but there was just no attack to come with it.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that he is also, and I've spoken about it a lot this year, he's one of that class that came through SG ball and all that during COVID. So missed out on a lot of footy. So I, as much as it looks very grim now, I'm not completely giving up on Alamotti just yet, mm. but I will not be looking at him for coach oh. again. Couldn't possibly do it. Um, your fullbacks, mate. All star cast here, Tommy Trebojevic into James Teddy Tedesco. Yeah,
2: I, I can't. I, you can tell me better than than I remember, but I just feel like Teddy didn't have the start of the year that we thought he would. The whole Roosters. Yeah, Wouldn't so he call went him fifty-one,
1: fifty-five, sixty. By twenty-two, missed a game. Oh, twenty-two was the concussion. Yeah. Came back at forty-two. Started real poorly. Did you start with Teddy? Or did I? One of us. No, did, I, I would have. Yeah. Yeah. I captained him round one, I think.
0: I think many did. I think I started with Teddy. Because yeah. it was sort of like the automatic choice, wasn't it, for the start of the preseason? wasn't yeah. it? The yeah. The sort of slammed up. I
1: started with him, sold him, and then bought him back, and he did wonders for me for a while there, but he yeah. started terribly. Started terribly. I think my other
2: 5.8 made that uh, start not so bad. Like, I was able to get <coughs> – we'll talk trade soon, or mm. just talk it now. I got in Adam Dewey round two from Turbo mm. via the duel of
0: Brimson, who, again, I was big on early. Um, I completely skipped over AJ Sorry your other 5-8 yeah. Yes that What was a
1: halves combo Yeah Huge Walker Brimson did And <laughs> that is huge from you
2: Yeah And to be honest After a week I was like <laughs> What the fuck have I done here Because I didn't have Cleary, Hines yeah. Dewey Which I panic bought And the other 5-8 uh, Ponga Which I think you had Guru had I don't yeah, know I
1: didn't Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Funny, so, how, funny yeah. how it turns out it's Turn wild
0: on. how you went without Hines and Cleary, and then you're like, I had to panic buy to get Dewey. <laughs> well, um, Hines was injured, remember?
1: In in that,
0: oh, he was injured, Bosie. Do you remember? That? I don't recall.
1: Round four. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, on uh, talking about blokes, like I mentioned um, a couple of weeks back, that about going if people have an injury history, like if their forms there, just get them. When we were going into round 27, I'm like, right, how do I run down Guru here? What needs to go my way? And when you said, as your one trade, you're going Brimson, I'm like, beautiful. Because he's every chance to do his hammy five minutes into this game. I was like, there are so many safer plays. Yeah. Uh, and by the time we got to Sunday, it didn't matter for that final game. Well, he was end. playing centre.
0: Yeah, it didn't yeah. matter. But he, when that he got too. moved to centre, I was like, oh, That's I was going. do I go Kinney? And I thought, no, nah, I'll just stick with the
1: pedigree. I was just like, I was certain you would have gone with someone safer than him with his yeah. injury history. And you, even you started with him round one, looking towards next year. Love AJ Brimson as a footballer. Love him as a supercoacher. Uh, far out, he's had a tough run of injuries. I love that duel as well.
2: I think it was underrated. Like, Scotty Drinkwater had that <coughs> 5 fullback duel 2022. Mm. And I know uh, from my draft team where I had Drinky, it was so uh, invaluable to be able to flick between the two. Yep. It's just such a rare duel. And I thought, on a
0: classic sense, that could give me an edge. Now, your non-playing players in round one, this is an all-star cast here. <laughs> Frank Pellet, David Mowali, Josh Schuster, Matty Dory, Sean Bloor, Khan uh, Pierre, Will Warwick, and Braden Villiami. Um, anyone stand out to you there from that? Little oh, crew? I mean, you could probably uh,
2: tell a story about all of them. I think Braden Villiami was the one that probably stands out. There was other cheapy options there, particularly Tyrone Peachy, I think was another 40k more than Villiami was, but went on to do much more than Villiami mm. did. Uh, Who's <clears throat> the other ones? AKP, I know I sold him pretty soon. Yeah, Loffy was there. Um, AKP
1: was a real timing one, wasn't he? Like yeah. Nearly yeah. everyone started with him. Lots just cut ties, about three, four rounds in. The, anyone who... I, I held on him for a while. I don't know what you did, but then he did. shoot and get some good scores. Whether you played him or not, he did get to above, like, or 500 cash. And so. I drafted him round
0: seven and dropped him in round three in a 14-man comp. I yeah. cut ties very quickly. Jeez. I was done. I think we were all less focusing on what he what his ceiling was, but that I think he got a
2: five in round one. Like, oh, I'll tell you a funny no, story. I when I thinking.
0: when I cut AKP, I was sitting, um, I forget which country town we are in, but I was sitting on the can morning after we'd been out <laughs> in all sorts, and I go, fuck it, I'm trading out this guy. And there was two options on the waiver wire who I was going to trade into, Montoya or DWZ. Oh. No. DWZ wasn't really in the side at that point, and I went, I'll get Montoya, and I was so happy with myself. Imagine if I would have gone DWZ. Oh, that f- would have been f- the best shit of all time. He yeah, would have yeah out, well, yes. You would have got out the KFC and got in the DWZ. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else did you have on that list? Obviously, Josh Schuster was a shit fight. Um, Will Warbrick? how long did you hold him for?
2: Barely a month, I think. Yeah. And I I regretted it because I think the week I sold him, he scored a double. Round four, Round you four four. traded him out. Scares me. Um think he that far. But yeah, I think... Or at least he scored it a try. I remember I was just thinking, oh, here we go. Like, what have I done again? <laughs> I think you speak of pedigree there, Guru, that the Melbourne right side, the right winger, I think even when they're scoring 20, 25 tries a year, Vinavalu type stuff, they were never great super coach players. Mm. So he was sort of the cheapie that I went with out of fear of not owning him and
1: everyone else did. But at that point, I was happy to get rid of him because I didn't think he would hurt me that much. You, You bought him for 200k to start the year, sold him three weeks later for 217k. The following week, 88. The next week, 58. It was 343K two weeks later, 390 yeah. three weeks later. It didn't take long for him to punish me. But. Yeah.
0: Can I ask you, mate, we'll sort of we'll get into your week by week now, but the thing that stands out for me straight away is that by week six, you'd use four boosts. Yeah. Now, do you, I mean, I, I ideally I wouldn't want to do that, but I think that if you need to sort your team out, I'm okay wow. with using four it like that. By round f- six. Yeah, you, you used four weeks in a row, <laughs> round three, four, five, six. Um, I think that probably like you can look at that two ways, right? I either
2: went all in on cash, and you can probably tell me like in those four weeks I, I would have made anywhere between one point five and two million dollars. I'm hoping, but maybe it was just like, swallowing the pride and knowing, okay, well you know, didn't ain't it, or he wasn't it. Um, Brimo, I think, was injured pretty soon in the season. And rather than slowly just digging the hole deeper, I thought there's only one way out of this and it's just to boost my way out of it. Yeah. Um, I probably used one more than I would have wanted to. Three I was probably comfortable with, but four was
0: maybe one too many. And you know what? I think it's a cracking example that if you have a look at your team and how you started with all the pods you had in your halves that like, none of them were complete shit bed, you know, bed shits, but none of them were hugely successful mm. and you used four <laughs> boosts in six weeks. Just still finish two thousand. Yeah, great. That's finish.
1: some good super coaching. Yeah, thank you, boys. The, the uh, other one there most on the and it's one we sort of went on pretty hard about the start of the season. Like I, I held Warbrick, Carn, Pereira just from learning lessons of the past. Who had those horrible starts? Taruva, Carn, Pereira and Warbrick, who all had terrible starts to a massive ownership. They were all over four hundred k by round eight. Like Carn Pereira got to four forty k by round six. Same thing will happen next year. We'll start yeah. with these wingers who the tries won't come. People will offload them, but as long as they're playing all right and their job security is okay, you, j- you just got to hold on to them, don't you? Like that the, was the, probably yeah. Right,
2: the tries will come. One of my learnings from that whole Warbrick, AKP mm-hmm. situation was, you don't have to play these guys. Like no. they can just sit there and and grow as, as they need to. But, um, I, I can't even remember why I was in such a rush to sell them because. I wouldn't have been selling them for much.
1: Even, like, Alamotti, who started the year... Not as bad as those guys. His base was better, but, by like, round five, he was 390k. So, he's made 190k and had a pretty poor start to the year. Like, there's cash to be made. In saying that, a pretty poor start to the year.
0: Mate, at the end of round six, you'd used four boots. You were ranked 1,783. I think it got better than that. As well. Oh, it did get better than that. But, I, like, you literally... Never, no. after round one where you were 22,000, you never fell out of the top 3,000 and only twice did you fall out of the top 2,500. Probably shows a different way that we
1: all play the game. Yeah, uh, big because part. I was like the greyhound pinging the lids, trying yeah. to hang on. Well, you, got, you say that, but. Also, used, what, four boosts by round seven or whatever. So you go gone very hard. Yeah. So if you didn't get those results you'd be, and you are sitting seven or eight or 10K, you'd be like, oh, shit.
2: My thinking was um, the quicker I can get to, like um, we said in Guru's Roasting, the quicker you can get to those guns, the big names, I thought the better. Yeah. And then i just try and hang on from there. Um, where I went, I won't say wrong, but I, maybe I stopped trying to get in cheapies, one or two cheapies too soon, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, we'll get to it soon. I, I didn't buy one of the cheapies of the year. Um, But, yeah, like, my strategy, my tactic this year was to get out in front and make them chase me.
0: Um, I obviously got run down to a degree, but it's top 1%, Timmy. (laughs) Still a very good knock. Yeah. For what you did there. So once we get past the uh, the boost-a-thon early, uh, round seven, you bastard. I just saw trade-in Jermaine Osaka. She took some flies this year. And you know who I sold that week? I think it was Ruben Garrett. Yeah. It was Ruben Garrick, yeah, and this was purely fair. a
2: financial decision. The, the fixtures, I look, I think Garrick got a HIA was at round six against Penrith. He was missing a couple of weeks, I think, mm. and then I was just like, "All right, well, who's similar in terms of price and ceiling?" I think Asaka had a yeah,
1: round six, and then missed round six against Penrith, then missed Melbourne.
2: It was purely um, break evens. I was looking at here, it turned out to be sideways in terms of points so that what I would have got or on paper at least, like a center wing jewel for another
0: one, but it was a $200,000 decision for two trades. I like that. Nice. And then as I have a look through, you know, around eight, nine, 10, it was, I'm not sure when it was in this mix, but as you said, you missed out on a very key cheapie. Yeah. That a lot of us grabbed. Who was that? During Buller. Yep. Um, and I remember sitting here on I think it was the, the playbook potty. And I said,
2: uh, I've missed the, the Buller bus. Mm. Um, you boys always been to out Island. PG, No. Hey? No. Oh, so b- the Buller bus, that's actually a thing. So there's all the, you know, the, the ho- hotels, your yeah. Sofitels, your um, Radisson Blues, all of these, and there's this bus which pretty much does a loop from 7 in the morning till 7 at night called the Buller bus, you know, Buller. Um, and I said, I've missed the Buller bus, but it's just going to keep going round and round and round. I missed it at 200k, I missed it at 280k, <laughs> I missed him at 350k, yeah. and by 500k, I'm like, I can't buy this guy. Um, I just took the stand and I just never got him.
0: Oh, I, I do recall all those weeks where he kept going up and up and up like every week there was other things you could have done mm. yeah that really could stand up to that as well but uh
1: yeah and he, he was still a buy up until about 600k cause he got another score well got to over 700k it, each week you were like surely not surely not and you're like no it could have been a buy up until about 6 650k
2: he just kept finding himself in position as well like even as shit as the tigers were he was the guy that was scoring tries, making line breaks. Um, the night at Campbelltown against the Raiders, I think yeah. Funua Polo made a line break, mm. and who was there? Jareen Buller. And yeah. I remember, I was just like,
1: it had to be him. It sounds stupid now, but like, you look at the fullbacks next year, and we mentioned it a few weeks back, but Tommy Turbo, like it's round one, Reese Walsh, Caelan Ponga, Scott Drinkwater, all these guns you can go with. Like, if the Tigers can turn a corner, big if he's going to be a star supercoach yeah. player in a yeah. good side.
2: I made the joke and we sort of said it again, like the the historical line you hear in Supercoach, you've got to have two gun fullbacks. Suddenly there's Jareen Buller, I've never heard of him, I've never seen him in mats or Ball or New South Wales Cup. Um so I just went around him. He wasn't the Jewel. Like if he had the Jewel centre wing, that in, was probably would have
1: gone. If he was Jewel, everyone would have had him. Yeah. yeah. Anyway,
0: yeah. so I decided not to go him. But One thing I noticed here, round six, uh, you traded out uh, Jermaine Hopgood at that point, which I I don't think was a big um, loss realistically, but you trade him back in in round nine. Yeah. Sharp turnaround.
2: I went to, yeah, (laughs) in hindsight, I went to Hosking. That was his week where the cash was coming. Uh, Hopgood was benched. Um, But then sure enough, I'm like, Hopgood, whether he's off the bench or not, he's going to come on. He's just a fiend for supercoach points. Yeah. Um, and he's offloading as well. It's just something that he didn't put away,
0: whether he was starting or off the bench. Offloading is, if a player's got it, it just doesn't matter, does it? It's incredible. Doesn't it, Like minutes, are just they just generate so
1: much. That's why Maddo, more often than not, even if he gets his 50 to 55, like particularly last year as opposed to this year, but when he's playing those minutes, he's offloading and having a crack, he'd yeah. average like 70. And like,
0: guys like Maddo and Hopgood are such good examples because if you play them for 50 minutes... You want them to have more impact in that time. And how yeah. do these guys have impact on games of football? Yeah, they oh, they, they create second-phase footy. That was
2: the thing, I think. Uh, I got in Joey, Joey Tarpanay pretty early in mm. the season. Would have been around that same time. Um, but Cambridge just put the offload away the whole season. So Talk to me about it. Whereas
0: yeah. he was someone that was 80s and 90s year prior. Yep. He was battling for a 50 the next yeah, year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, mate, round eight was a big one. You went... i oh, sorry, round nine. You traded in Jermaine Hopgood and... Um, Brit Nickra both good trades, but geez, the two names you traded out, Reese Walsh and Tom Travovich. Far out. What was I thinking there? Um, was Walsh, was he not
2: suspended at that point?
0: Yeah, I'm Can't not sure he might have been. For week? Uh, round nine. Was he traded out Reese Walsh and traded out Tom Travovich. Actually, you know what it was. I think I was doing a bit of pre planning
2: for Origin. I, I, I had him ahead of Ponga at the Played time. 10, 11,
1: 12, yeah. then you'll pick for Origin. But the fixtures mm. were hard 10, 11, 12. Manly, 93 at Suncorp, then 67 against Melbourne, and then Panthers. 42 so yeah mm. Tough run And yeah. they have Souths around that Time as well you No, know, I can I sold him at The exact same Time mate and Yeah like Well he was Going into yeah Storm Panthers Potential origin Sharks who were Going good at the Time round 14 Round 16 By regardless Turbo It was a terrible buy coverage Turbo
2: was definitely <coughs> the, uh, the origin Pre-planning I think I was Working backwards So what I did in You know just Talking a bit of Trade um, tactics here I'd always work Backwards from round thirteen, because you probably end ha, end up with seven or eight guys that are going to be missing that origin week, and you obviously can't get them all out that week. I'd already used four boosts, so I yeah, had, good point. You, I you didn't had have to make
1: some early moves because the boost. Yeah, I
2: didn't have that that um, parachute there to uh, to use the boost in round. Actually, I think I did end up using one in thirteen, but um,
0: I didn't have two nice. boosts up my sleeve to trade out a whole heap of origin guys. So, so I did it pretty early. Made um one that I've just noticed that came in around 11, and this would have been a huge kick in the dick for you.
2: I know where this is going.
0: <laughs> Take it away. Tell us brutal how this played out. Lockie Miller. Yeah.
2: So, as you would know from my uh, punners and dribblers exploits, I'm, I'm all about a bit of yarn, a bit of yeah. narrative, a bit of dribble. And Lockie Miller, I love an omen. Yeah. The boy from Port Macquarie, in Port Macquarie, against his old club, <laughs> you tell me that that's not a rugby league dream. Um, yeah. Turned out to be a nightmare because I think he ended up with about 25 points. He was sacked the next week and never to be seen again.
0: Yeah, literally until the last week, not to be seen again.
2: Yeah, which wow. was unfortunate. Uh, uh, Lockie Miller, I think we all had our doubts as to his super coach. Um, I use the term again, pedigree, because we'd seen him do you know, the highlight reels, the tackle busting moments. What do you think? Oh my goodness <laughs> Oh my god At least I got him earlier than Tim did um, uh. But in saying that Yeah, Lachie Miller Like it was a bit of a punt um, I think he was gone pretty soon No,
0: out of my team you know, Also the other one you traded in that week Which didn't really amount to too much But it was a guy that me and Tim Never had it It's a
1: You know, I never owned him Yeah Caused me a lot of Just grief as a non-owner And I'm coming in and out of teams Just watching Enjoyed the ride yeah. So really enjoyed the Val ride. Yeah.
2: So this was round 11 was the week after he debuted against the Sharks and he pumped a 90 or 100, a couple of tries. Um, it's I compounded the Miller error because I actually only did that trade so I could have enough money to buy Miller. So I did two trades to essentially get Lockie Miller, who never played again. Mm. It didn't work out all bad with um, Val Tafade. He played a couple of games, made a bit of coin. I did sell him later, but um, there were a couple of those games where he was getting four or fives off the bench, which just negated any chance of the vice-captain loop.
1: I'm gutted Lockie Miller's going to the Super League. Yeah, it's a waste. He was so good this year for the Knights, who, let's not forget, had been pretty ordinary for a few years on the trot. Was at fullback, was killing it. Still learning the craft of rugby league as a union background. Far out, he's a loss. I just,
0: I don't like, I I get if teams don't want to play him at fullback, but tell me he can't make it as a winger.
1: Yeah. Just a waste, I think. Hey, oh. I think he may, he's a
2: fullback. What price are we getting that he's uh in the sevens team for the Paris Olympics twenty twenty
1: four? Yeah, gonna be a really yeah, good sniff. Cool. Goes
2: to yeah. Europe, bases himself in a Leeds or Manchester, wherever he's gonna end up. Stones yeah. throw, get on the train and go win a gold medal. Yeah,
1: go play that for the weekend.
0: Why not? Mate, use your final boost round thirteen. I did. Damien Cook, Tohu Harris, Ruben Garrick, pretty good pedigree to bring in. Um, and I would say that was obviously pretty origin-dependent, trading out guys there. You traded out Harry Grant, Val Holmes, Jacob Preston as well. Um, just preparing yourself for that big origin period. Yeah, uh, Cookie
2: was a good one because he came in and he, he served me quite well. There was always that risk that he was going to get picked for origins two and three. Yep. Um, so where it worked well that he wasn't picked, that's where Robbo was actually picked. So I'd always plan to have the two-hooker <coughs> rotation again. True. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, there yeah. was a bit of uh, hooker coverage there, why I just took the risk um, around Harry Grant. Who are the other ones in the boost? Uh, Damien Cook, Tohu Harris, Ruben Garrick. Yeah, so that week, Tohu Harris, I think I actually messaged Timmy and I said, Tohu or JDB? And it worked out decent enough. Tohu, um, as Guru found out later in the season, uh, knows how to find the, at the trial line. <laughs>
1: um how do we forget that in your race it crossed my mind at one point
0: (laughs) unbelievable he scored every week i didn't play never scored when i played him yeah crazy
2: so again that's there's so many sliding doors moments where i got lucky like i think jdb was suspended not too long after that tohu trade-in um so yeah anyway keep going
1: guys patty and george from mortgage choice scw a big thank you to those legends for their support throughout the season. Uh, obviously, it allows us to put a bit of cash back into the podcast, into the website, make sure we are improving, getting better and better every year to give you better content. Uh, they've been able to help out with a bunch of things this season for the SC Playable Clisters, and heaps of people have reached out. Anything from wedding or honeymoon financing, handling your mortgage if you're trying to get into the housing market, sorting your interest rates, your short-term loans all sorts of different things. Uh, just because the podcast is wrapping up for the NRL season doesn't mean you can't reach out to them. So if any time between now or the end of the year, even in the future down the track, I'm sure they'll look after you. Make sure you do mention SC Playbook when you do. It'll save you $129 on a free consult. Uh, to do that, flick them a message on Instagram, Pat and SCW, or give them a buzz on 0295211611.
0: Uh, actually, mate, you you didn't use a boost in round 13. It was round 13, so you could make three trades. You did right. use a boost in round 15. Mm. Right. Um, and you got a big in here, which <laughs> if you held him towards for the entire season, it would have paid dividends. But Tino was one that you brought in here. I imagine he would have been reasonably low ownership, but he missed a couple of weeks.
2: He did, but Timmy hated this. And I think the two weeks I brought him in, he scored tries. Like, you check his scores. He would have got 100. He played the Tigers. Yeah. He scored that week. And again... It was sort of... Um, so I always anticipated to finish the year with Tino, so I'd, it didn't matter to me that I brought him in. He was going to miss a couple of games. I had enough
1: coverage. Cause he, so what, you bought him in round 13? I oh, bought him
2: 15? F-
1: 15. 14 or 15. So yeah, you bought him 15 for the Tigers. Middle of the origin period. Yeah, then he had the 16 by, and was playing origin. Missed round 17. Played round 18. Missed round 19. So he was missing a tonne of weeks. But much like Val Holmes... When he was on deck, he killed it. And he's dual as well. So I had that flexibility
2: between him and Tohu, Tarpane, to shuffle the uh, chairs as I needed to. Did you hold him for the rest of the year? No, I think when he got suspended, oh. he suspended late in the year, I punted him. <laughs> oh,
0: you poor bastard. Yeah, right. Yeah. Anyway. Jeez, he came back with a bang at the back end of the season 105, 63, 85, 90. Yeah, Tohu Harris is pretty good as well.
1: We did, boys. On that same week, uh, Clint Guston came in for you, mate. On the final SC playbook podcast of the season we did our awards for the season and we were tossing up all the fullbacks and there was a handful of points that separated Drinkwater, Walsh, Gutherson, four or five fullbacks. I gave my fullback of the year to Clint Gutherson. He played twenty three games, covered the three major buy rounds, not round nineteen, sorry, two of the major buy rounds, averaged seventy nine points this season. Yep. Like, in that pack of fullbacks, he got my, my tick. It was incredible.
2: Yeah. I think I, I remember seeing this on the Tommy <coughs> Turbo documentary. Remember we went over to Philly with yep. um, Captain America? And the the guy said, the best ability is availability. And Gutho was available <laughs> every bloody week. Yeah, yeah.
1: like that.
2: So that, that, for me, like, and again, like, if you didn't own him, traditionally it didn't matter too much with Gutho. Like, he'd bang out a 60, 70, 80. Mm. This year it was
0: 120, 150, oh. one, you know, 130s amongst all of it. So it was good. Paid off, paid off having him rather than not. Yeah, I think uh, f- for me as well, when my season, like being able to have Gutho, then at his peak, go to Kalen Ponga,
1: freed Saved up so much money.
0: So much money.
2: I think uh, we'd probably be getting close to the, the point in the year when, um, and speak of sliding doors moments, Greg Marju missed the bus.
1: Yep. Remember he missed the bus? Yep. The only moment of joy Greg Margie gave me this <laughs> season.
2: <laughs> so he missed the bus and I sold him to Caelan Ponga. Where if Margie's on that bus, I'm not on the, the Ponga train, you could say. Yeah, 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 fair. And again, Timmy hated
1: it. Company would have been fantastic. <laughs> he,
2: he, he hated it. I um, <clears throat> I remember I said, yeah, look, it's a bit sideways, but I wanted a Newcastle Knights interest. And Ponga, I was pretty confident he wasn't going to play Origin. So we all know how that mm. one worked
0: out. mm uh, mate, we get into sort of later in the season. Uh, what are we up to? Round sixteen here. Uh, in comes John Bateman, but the big one, Caelan Ponga, got him at six hundred and four k. Huge.
2: Yeah, Bateman was what, yeah, purely uh, round nineteen coverage, mm. and again, I think I was chatting to Timmy and Ads Darusi. Mm. They were big on the Tigers back rowers, be it Papali'i or Bateman. I just went Bateman because I know he's got that kick for himself and a try, <laughs> yeah. which worked out okay. I think he scored against the uh, Raiders at Campbelltown?
0: I think so, yeah.
2: I don't know if I owned him for that, but I remember there was that sort of play that uh, was the Allure. And the other one there, sorry, say it again.
0: Uh, the other one was Kalen Ponga. Yeah, oh,
2: of course, yeah. yeah. speaks for itself. And he was suddenly um, not just a, a great fullback option, but a great captaincy option every single
0: week. Mate, the other one, I mean, lucky or unlucky, however you want to look at it, a bit of a mixed bag. But you brought, you know, I spoke about how Val Holmes was a big Deciding factor between me and Tim, you brought him in round 18, you would have thought 117, how fucking good's this? Yeah. Has the bye the week after, which you knew was there, he then went 93. Yep. And you, like me, are sitting there going, Val's a huge pod play yeah. now, this is great. And then 50, 31, season over. And I imagine that would have been in the midst of you being without Tino as well. Yeah,
2: I think I ended up selling Tino and uh, Val the same week. Yeah, But I was big on Val from round one. Like I said, I I owned him from round one. I wanted to be playing with him as often as I could, but I couldn't hold him when he was suspended. Um, I think the weeks where he did get those low scores, his ownership would have risen, so it wasn't all bad. Like The the blow wasn't as bad as it Mm. could have been. Um, But yeah, those two were,
0: were the two options that I was neglecting to sell, but I just had to. The other one that flew under the radar here that I didn't really pick up on, I just saw him in the trade-out column, was Will Kennedy.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Had him as a little pod player.
1: surprisingly high ownership, Will Kennedy. Was he? We didn't get around him too much, yeah. but there was enough that jumped on, eh? Hey?
2: Yeah, again, it was that Tigers game. I think it was a buy-affected week. Could mm. have been 17, even, around 17. It was around that period of their through Origin. Um, uh, it was flip of a coin, Ramian or um, Kennedy. As it turned out, I think I sold Kennedy a few weeks later because he was injured.
0: Uh, round twenty-two. Yes, he got injured. Round two. Jeez, a lot of guys you brought that were pottish that within three or four weeks their season was red rover.
2: Yeah, they had a great game though. It was against the Tigers. Tigers are in all sorts at the time, and I just thought Kennedy on, on that Sharks backline he was either scoring or dishing to um, Sione or uh, Ronaldo Molotalo. So, yeah, I wanted a bit a bit more Sharks
0: um, than I had at the time. Uh, round twenty-three, I thought was a pretty big one too. Yeah. To me.
1: A few big ones there. will take us away there. Dane Gagai, Dallin with Tenny, Zelezniak. So Dallin you would have got, that's right, he was really popular and he meandered with a few 60 odds, but like you were sitting there, what was the reason I got him in a bit later, but those couple of weeks when you first got him in and you got a few 60 odds and you're going, this could be like something. There's a big one coming. Yeah. Dallin and Gagai, regards of Dallin's late, the, the late season restings, two pod plays that they paid dividends outside of, you know a late 25 for Darlan, yeah.
2: I think you'll notice as well if you were to really like look at it in depth. The trades were for a long part of the season very, um, like for like in terms of cash, like they were sideways. I wasn't making money, I wasn't stockpiling mm. coin for the back end of the year. It was pretty much okay, who's hot right now? Who can I afford?
1: Yeah, like, like that 23, there was Val and Kennedy out, Gagos Lesniak, the week later, Garrick to Cody Walker. The next week we we'll get to shortly, but yeah, there it wasn't. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I wasn't trying
2: to make, you know, coin for the last week. So I didn't, I knew I was running out of trades quite quickly. So, um, yeah, Gagai was one we've spoken about in a couple of the other uh, reviews that was probably unlucky not to average more, really, yeah. or could have averaged more. Mm. Dallin was someone that you look at that Warriors draw in the back end of the year, that last month, it could have been hundreds, Yeah, which it wasn't, but could have been.
0: Now, I think we've been pretty polite to you so far, but I'm about sure to rip you a new arsehole on these last two trades. Come on, I'm ready. Uh, round twenty four, you trade in Cody Walker, um, knowing Cody Walker had to buy round twenty five. He was only going to play, yeah, two of the next three. Uh, I know that I, I don't know about you two, but I was sort of looking at Cody Walker going, "Fuck, if I could get him out here, I would." I didn't, and I fucking had Campbell Graham and all these bunnies. Um, when people were moving away from South Sydney, you were moving towards them. I am so interested to hear your thought process here.
2: It was exactly that. Like the only way I was going to make ground was by doing things that people weren't. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Garrick, I actually sold him probably one week earlier than most others did. I sold him before he got injured. <coughs> okay, that worked out well. Yeah. Yeah, and then so,
0: look, it was God, about Thank God, Ruben Garrick wasn't playing fullback the last two weeks. Oh wow! Yeah, it would have been a, <sighs> a sight. Unseen. You might not have been in the top hundred and one percent.
2: Well, here I am, top 1%. And. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my guy! <laughs> and, yeah, look, I don't know. You can look back and say, you know, what if, and it was a shit trade. It probably was, but see, it's out. We all thought there would be a time when they just suddenly clicked, and they're still waiting. So we'll see it maybe
0: March next year. Speaking of shit trades, mm. bring us home.
1: I'll, I'll. uh, Actually, yeah, Timmy, you tell a story, because. <coughs> I was reading out my messages. This one came out of the blue <laughs> late at night over the course of the weekend as well, so I was a mid round call, going a huge pod play. My final trade of the season. Zero point three percent ownership. Oh. Among the top one percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian Toto out, Jerome Lui in. You know what wow. works makes it worse. So I was
2: on the beers the that was a Saturday morning. Uh I was on the Beers Friday night and it was pre roosters Hills mm. and it was do I bring in Suley and I actually said on the uh, Supercoach 365 podcast two days prior how much I loved Suley how much I loved Ellie Katoa somehow I ended up on Jerome Lua so look it was a pod route and I still stand by it it wasn't the right decision but I don't think it was entirely the wrong decision Lua was on 60 at <coughs> halftime against the Titans a game which I to- missed yep uh, he finished the game on 63 so mm. it just wasn't it and then next week he was injured. I think against Para. he scored about twenty odd. Uh, done his shoulder.
1: Twenty four. is on after twenty seven minutes.
2: You're not pissing me off as well. Like <laughs> he could have scored a try when he was injured. So that twenty four could have easily have been yeah. seventy. And then we all know what they did to the Cowboys the last week. What did Cogger get? 70 They couldn't believe yeah. yeah, fair.
0: Anyway, I'm not sitting here trying to justify it, but it's it's worthy of a roasting. I think when you when you trade in a play, and to be completely fair, if Kohler didn't do well, we'd be sitting here going the exact same thing because he's not a noted super coach player. Yeah, not a guy that's normally in conversations. Uh, and Jerome the definitely fits into that category. <laughs> but uh,
1: I, I just love the love looking back at shit like this. The next message, so I've gone. That's a huge play. Not worry about getting rested over the next two weeks. Riser, nah, I reckon he's had his rest last week. Business now. Titans today two home games against his sons, bracket the Eels, and then a Cowboys team who have checked out. Maybe on wishful thinking. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but I, goose. that. yeah, um,
0: I will say this. I think that throughout the year, fuck, so many guys you traded in, they got injured or suspended within yeah. three weeks. Like off the top of my head, we went through Tino, Val, Jerome Luai, Will Kennedy. Miller was sacked. Miller.
1: <laughs> you the sacked. Miller one. Okay, was, okay, you've done was, was, was well to a, get to where you did. Was there a Joey Manu round 26 captain?
2: No, I avoided that. Yeah. Um, that uh, would 26. have been the icing on the cake. <laughs> uh, to be fair, we haven't spoken a lot about captaincy so far. That was one thing I did quite well most weeks. Like That probably propped up my ranking and it made those decisions not as bad as what they could have been.
0: Um, well, from round three to round eight, you didn't have a captain under 86. Yeah. It's a pretty good knock. I can help say. Like if you, you know, there was some Harry Grant
2: 40s amongst that lot, which I avoided the weeks when he went poorly. I think I captained him round two
0: and three where he mm. scored well, or at least round two, I think. Um, round one, I looped him, I think. You have a look from round 16 to 20, your captains were 129, 156, 109, 137. Jeez. And even on your, mate, from round 16 onwards, his lowest captain was 71. Makes a hell of a difference. Jesus, yeah. huge difference. Yeah, that's massive. I think as well... Um, oh, he's one of those bastards that I'd why clear his captain in of fuck yeah. that. Uh,
2: the looping was something that I probably did more times this year than I've ever done before in Classic. Um, okay. Just because I did Nuff out quite early. I had a lot of guys there that weren't playing. Uh, Franklin Pele was one. Willie Army was one. Uh, my center wings, I think I had a couple of Nuffs. Tafare was enough, soon enough, so... It actually worked out okay. Mm.
0: I was the same. I used the boost more this year than I previously have. And I, yeah. yeah. And I, I think... Obviously, when you've got, like, a Sonny Luke, it's out the mm. window. But if you don't have those guys, I do think sometimes we have started to undervalue the
1: loop a little bit.
0: Not but, massively,
1: but I, I think we have a little bit. Well, one. I think a difference this year as well was the weekly buy. Yes. So even yep. Like, even if you went with depth quite hard and you try to get these active players, there's generally someone on the buy you could use. And it's like, it's not just... A non-active player it's someone that goes on the buy you can use that person up until the final game of the week as a loop yeah I,
0: I just think that nowadays with HIA Simmons and everything I think that my mindset last few years has been to take a VC it has to be 130 140 I'm dropping that back a little bit now I'm 110 I probably take now HIA is the big one HIA is the huge yeah. one and you just can't afford and my, even Oh, these guys are playing more regularly than they ever have before, injuries and everything. My VC next year, I will be taking a lot more safer ones.
2: I think there was one that stands out for me on this exact point. I got greedy. Uh, I think it was about round 14. Mm. Remember Cleary did, did his hammy against the Dragons? Yeah, I recall. Um, he was <laughs> very pillow popular. still hasn't recovered. Yeah, <laughs> he was very popular captain that week. And I had the VC on Cody Walker who went 120 and then I had the, um, you know, Cleary at home to the Dragons last game of the round. Like, it just set up so beautifully for him. He got a try assist early to To'o, and five minutes later he was off. So, again, moral of the story, if you, if
0: you have that 115, 120 as your vice captain, just bank it.
1: I'd be making. <sighs> I'd it. forgotten about that.
0: Mm. It was um, oh three weeks in a row towards the back end of the season where, like, it didn't go huge for you. He got 74, 71, 81. Three weeks in a row he captained um, Latrell Mitchell. Yeah, again, that's probably compounding. Um,
2: I, I won't say it's an error in bringing him in, but it just—I felt like because I was paying that premium price, that I had to have some some interest in him. And seventies, look, you take it; it's
0: not all bad. But
1: mate, he could have gone one fifty-one fifty-one fifty, and and people who didn't catch him would have been going, "Why did we not do that?" Yeah, like it, hindsight's not a great thing.
0: Yeah. I'll tell you what, looking at the list of captains you chose this year and just going through Tim's before mm. and mine, jeez, if you got them all in the room together, jeez, Nick Meaney would stand out like a sore thumb, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Compared to all those fellas, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Hurts. Mate, the thing that stands out for me with your season, um, round nine, you're sitting in your best spot the entire year, 552. But as I said before, for the last almost 20 weeks, you didn't drop out of the three. You you were pretty much in 2,000 the entire time. Yeah. Gritty. Incredibly consistent.
1: Real Toru Harris area. Like, like,
0: we we sat here at <laughs> six and 8,000 going, fuck, we just can't move. Mm. You were sitting at 2,000 and you couldn't move. That was my thinking, though. Like,
2: I think um, I listened to you guys and you'd always planned of making up this massive ground late, which it's a strategy, it's a tactic, but I think... Between us all, there's probably that middle ground between saving mm. trades, making cash, and going too <coughs> hard too early. Yeah, that's what wins you fifty grand. Yeah. Until we all can sort of come up with that tonic, we we sit here just talking to each and other. And
1: every single year, as we say all the time, there's no perfect solution every year or, or yeah. perfect strategy. One year, one thing will work. Another year, another thing will work. What works for your team? What are you comfortable with? And I said, everyone's different. They go about different ways. Yeah. yeah. I say um,
2: uh, to win Super Coach, you've got to make the right decision four or five times. For that decision to make yep. sense, if you know what I mean, like yes. because it's your first instinct. Then it's your second instinct. Oh, is this wrong? What has Tim said? What has Guru said? Um, so hard, so as, hard to get as, it all right. As we right.
1: said, the boys in one learnt this. I said, I think timing's everything. Like mm. you talk about captains and injuries and this or that. But you mentioned Guru the other week, how you know you can make a few mistakes and go a few wrong pods and jag a few right pods. But it's you know it's getting buller at the right time and mm. then it's selling buller at the right time. And it's getting Dallin for his run. And it's getting K- KP from early on. Like, yeah, timing's everything. And it's,
2: it's rare you're going to make the, the right decision 10 times out of 10. But if you can make it 7, then you're going to be a long way yeah. in front of the rest of the other
0: 150-odd K. Yeah, and I think you can almost guarantee, without looking at their seasons, the blokes that win it are the top three. I'd almost guarantee they got on KP at the right time. Mm-hmm. Guarantee you one of Gutho or Buller. They nailed, yeah. if not both of them. They probably started with the Sarko
2: and Hammer. Yeah, shit like yeah, that. quite possibly. I yeah. think to that point, I think Supercoach, it gets harder every single year to do well, um, just because there is so many, you know, so much content out there now. Yeah. Making that decision, um, it's it's easier for the casual player, but I think it gets harder again next year because now we know what the Dolphins are about. Yeah. Whereas this year, especially Timmy, wrote them off from round one.
0: Well, we all wrote them off, I think.
1: Yeah. Thanks, mate.
2: But Timmy <laughs>
0: hated
1: them,
2: but yeah. But you know what I mean? Like now, <laughs> this Especially year, Especially Timmy. <laughs> we know that the Dolphins are that gritty team and Osaka scores tries. Like you're not getting uh, Jermaine Osaka pick 16 in your draft leagues next year. Mm. Anyway.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think this year though made it interesting because you added all these buys in and all the fears we have on it. As much as I think it is getting easier for casual players, it did bring it back down to... And there was a number of things that happened throughout the year, whether it be Isako, Hamiso, Bullard, that broke every rule all good super mm-hmm. coach players live by, all the rules they live by, and just proved it all wrong. And a lot of it came down to vibe and just backing in hot hands.
1: Back to the drawing board. Back to the drawing board, <laughs> yeah,
0: which I've, I love personally. Yeah, okay. I think it's unreal. So good. Biggest takeaway from this year heading into next season? Just have fun with it. That that's was the so boring. Give me something, <laughs> uh, Riser. No, God no. damn it. No, but that's
2: – I come back to my, uh, my team name. Fins and tins. I wanted to watch the footy, not have too much of a care, have a beer and play super coach. And here we are, dissecting every move. It sort of contradicts that. But uh, biggest move, or biggest takeaway rather, is play the game your way. Like, I wanted to play hard and fast, get out to yep. top 1000 and try and hang on. Um, but as you guys have proven, especially with the cola and DC moves, it's not how you start it's take you finish. So I would have loved to have had a couple more trades late, but maybe finding that balance next year, that's where I'll improve.
0: In an ideal situation in 2024, you've won 50k. Where do you think you would have used your boost? Where I use them? Yeah. Geez, that's a very tough, very question. tough question. I know I don't know how I'd answer it myself, but just you know, use them very early, yeah, yeah, very yeah. fast. I don't think that's wrong. I, I, mm. I think
2: getting that team set up and using that um, the boost early to almost like wildcarding your team in the fantasy Premier League sense, like. Starting clean. So after four or five weeks, I pretty much had a whole different looking team to the one I picked in round one. Yeah. I probably would have saved two boosts for round 21, 20-ish, and then w- absolute luxury if you had one round 26, 27. That's probably dream lean though. The ones. dream.
1: Yeah.
0: It's just so hard to get there without using them, isn't it?
1: <sighs> yeah. As I, I reckon round three, round 20, or like whatever the final, after the final um, origin round, lock them two in. The rest of them are all season-dependent, team-dependent, all that.
0: I think next year... I'm going to get a glass container to put here on the desk with a lock on it, with a piece of paper that just says "one boost," <laughs> and I'm going to keep it locked on the desk until the last week. <laughs> I think that's my. I plan can't wait next to see. It. I hope we do see it. We uh, should do that. We should have a locked glass case here with our boosts in there, and you have to take them out when you use them, like Survivor. Really? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're doing it. Yes, <laughs> that'd be mad. All right, Riser, mate. Uh, anything else you want to chuck in there?
2: um no not necessarily just yeah thanks for um sitting back and reflecting it's always good fun to look back where we went right and where we went wrong and i'm sure we'll have the same conversation this time next year and maybe a couple of times throughout the year as well yeah for sure and
0: i guess from the two of us mate thanks for coming on this year Been A fantastic addition especially when either of us were away or whatever fantastic to bring on i'm sure we'll have you more involved next year i think i like the dynamic of three. It's so uh, good number very 14 good. off the bench you're a per- mate, you. have got Craig Wing written all over you. Phoenix Trustin <laughs> about me, maybe. <laughs> bit of Phoenix. Actually, no,
1: sorry, Tim's Phoenix.
0: Tim's Phoenix. He's got a bit
1: of, bit of Curtis Moran about him. <laughs> <laughs> a Bit of receding hairline, <laughs> mate.
0: are you getting it? Um <laughs> Guys, that will do us for Beers and Break Evens for 2023. <laughs> it's been an unreal season. Thank you guys for all your support. Um, the hats, the footballs, Blue Wells property support, uh, bloke in a bar. It's been a fantastic
1: year to me. I've loved every minute of it. That's it, mate. You can sit here and get get upset about good weeks in Supercoach, bad weeks, things that go wrong, things that go right, all that. But, mate, as uh, Riser alluded to before briefly, it's just bloody good fun. And to sit here and chat about it each week and have a bit of a dribble and cop some shit, love it. Love the game.
0: Gave him a shout-out a few weeks ago, but Mitchie, our man behind the camera, thank you for all your help this year, mate. Been fucking sensational. Uh, From this to just other, other guru content in particular, Mitchie's been here for all of it. The ridiculous hours I've asked him to be here. And if you knew what... Mitch did for work and how, how rogue his hours are, he'd appreciate it even more. So the, thank you, mate. We genius appreciate behind it, The it all. Yeah. All right. Call her a day?
1: Adio. Feed up time. Barley time. See you, guys. <laughs> Cheers.
2: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options,
1: buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more